It should always be about returning you to your best life and not finding a new way to keep you back from it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have our very first guest on the podcast. Jackie Daniel is one of my closest friends, and while she works in marketing for an environmental startup, her biggest passion is discussing the truths behind the health and wellness industry and how changing your mindset around living a healthier lifestyle can benefit you in the long run. So I always walk away from our conversation so amazed and motivated, so I hope you feel the same. Quick disclaimer, this episode we are talking about health, but I do just want to put it out there that her and I are just two girly pops talking about our own opinions and our own experiences on the health spectrum. So we are not professionals. We are not doctors. So please take everything we say with a grain of salt. Today we are chatting all things health. I'm excited. So let's get into it. Hello, Jackie. Welcome to the pod. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Okay. So I know you've listened to the podcast, but we start with our favorite things of the week. Um, Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can. Um, So one of my favorite things is um, an action more than an item, and it's writing for joy again and not to be productive in any sense. My job kind of revolves around writing, so it kind of took that for a second, and I feel like whenever you go to therapy or a doctor, they say to write everything out, so I'm just like writing for my own brain again, which is really nice. And then the other thing is this spiced rum. I'm not a rum drinker, but it's Chicago Cane Co-op. And I got it when I visited uh, my friend's brother that runs the distillery. And I have been converted from uh, tequila to drinking rum sometimes now, which is a big statement. Oh my gosh, spiced rum. Do you pair that with anything? Yeah, I'm, I like to pair it with like more tropical stuff since I'm not a crazy dark liquor drinker. So like a little bit of like pineapple juice or something in there with like a little bit of bubbles and stuff like that to kind of cut. I guess the, the harshness of it. I love it. That reminds me of like a Mai Tai. Have you ever had a Mai Tai? Mm-hmm. Super oh, nice. Yeah. And I love writing for yourself for joy too. I can totally, I feel that one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as you get older, it becomes writing for paperwork and classes. And then you get out of that. And you said you work and do a lot of writing when you work. So I feel like it can kind of feel like, oh, why would I want to do this for myself when I'm always doing it for work? So I feel like that's so special. Do you like have a journal that you have prompts or do you just kind of write whatever comes to you? Um, A little bit of both. Like I have the, oh my gosh, I wish I could, I think it's called the Better Everyday Journal. So that one is a, a yearly journal that you start, obviously it's yearly January 1st. And it does have different prompts um, that are kind of along the same thing. Sometimes it's simple, like what's the best gift you've ever gotten? Um, some are a little bit heavier, like what is your biggest fear? What do you hope to accomplish in life? And you can kind of like see your progress throughout the year. So whenever my brain is like, I don't know what I need to release, but I need to write something, I go towards that. But then sometimes... Um, I just like pull out a pen and paper, write down random notes I'm thinking, random lines and stuff like that that are in my head or do the same thing on my laptop and just kind of tap it out, type it out. Oh my goodness. And let that um, just kind of like enter that flow state again. So Mm -hmm. it can be a little bit of both just depending on where my brain is at that day. I love that. I love that. For my week's favorites, my first one was Olipop. I have an obsession. (laughs) I love all of the flavors that they've been coming out with lately. I had to pick a favorite. I really like the holiday apple crisp one. 
Have you tried that one? <laughs> so good. And then the other one, which is surprising. I don't know why I really like this one, but the banana cream one is perfect. Like after dinner, like if I don't okay. want actual dessert, I'll like drink the banana cream just to like, cause I get that little sweet little thing, but mm-hmm. it's not like a cake or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried the banana cream one. I saw that on their website. Cause I knew you can buy the, like the case of six or whatever. And I was highly considering. And I saw they came out with that in a lemon lime, which I guess is supposed to be like Sprite. That looked really good. They recently came out with the cream soda one and the cherry cola. And those are my two new favorites. So if you haven't tried those, you should dabble a bit there. Well, that being said, I haven't tried the root beer because um, I hate normal root beer. So okay. that one might be more accurate, but I just refuse to know. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it I think it tastes like yeah. root beer I like that one okay. but I cool. used to eat those little root beer like little hard candies mm-hmm. growing up my dad kept them in like the car door <laughs> so growing up I'd be like can I have a root beer candy <laughs> here you go here you go but it's also Texas where they like melted together and kind of yeah <laughs> always always oh, yeah. melted um my second favorite thing that I have today is actually I'm not wearing it now but about 90% of the time I'm wearing a sweater it is from four days okay and it's the comfiest sweater I've ever ever worn <laughs> ever to look it up yeah they actually Ooh. sent it to me for my birthday because they were doing like a like spotlight on me. And I was like, oh, that's my birthday. And they were like, oh, that's so cool. We'll send you something in the mail. And that's what they sent me. And I was like, I love this. Okay. So let's get into the topic for today. Um, Health and wellness, just kind of all things talking about it. Personally, for me, like I know you and I have talked about this a lot, just the two of us. So I figured why not kind of bring it onto the podcast and see where the wind takes us for that. So I'm pretty excited about where we're going to head today. So let's just kind of start off on health in general. Like what does health mean to you? Ooh, spicy. Um, health yeah. to me is being in your most balanced state in all assets of life or all functions of life, I guess is a better way of saying it. Um, and this obviously looks a little bit different for with everyone's. And that's why I say balanced is just having an emphasis on social health, financial health, mental health, physical health. It's obviously not all of those things could be at your dream capacity at all times, right? But it's never sacrificing drastically one for the other if you can't and trying to kind of live in a state that's in align with your belief systems and align with whatever makes you feel like you can access life to the fullest, whatever a full life means to you based off of your current situation. So not necessarily like a physical goal, but more so like a a mental, like spiritual kind of place. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. Health is so much more than physical. Um, Like we know social determinants of health are super, super important. We know employees that have a healthy social life are not only to be better employees and more productive, they're more likely to enjoy their jobs, they're more likely to sleep better. So there's social health, right? We know the stress of financial health can affect how you eat, how you sleep, the way you speak to yourself, the way you speak to friends, the way you plan your life. Um, and all of those things have a domino effect on each other. So it's not just, oh my goodness, I need to have abs. And that's my definition of health because also having abs may not be the healthiest state for your body physically. Like that may not put you in a state where you can access your daily routines and, uh, just maintain functioning. So I I think it's more important to see it as a health as a way to access your life and live a full life rather than um, kind of a certain circle you have to stay within based off of preset parameters. 
Yeah, that does make sense. I find that really interesting because I don't really feel like there's a lot of people out there that talk about it in that sense, in a more holistic sense of health is not just your exercise routine, but also your financial routine. Um, If you're able to write for joy, like you were saying earlier, um, and things like that, people don't really talk about it in that kind of sense. I think there's multiple reasons for that. I think one is as simple as it doesn't sell from coming from a advertising like PR degree, marketing background. We know one of the main reasons people buy things is to help them achieve their ideal life and their ideal self. So Mm. buying for where I'm at, I'm buying for what this can make me sometimes, or it can feel like psychologically, it may be able to fill a hole in my life or fill a hole in my own mental health, whatever it is, this thing will make me perfect. And then my life will be fine. Once I look like this, feel like this, talk like this can spin like this. Right. So I think that's one side of it on the larger companies and just your goal internally sometimes is to get results, to make the company money and getting results sometimes doesn't use the nicest of phrases or um, incorporate all those parts of humans. Um, And I think another aspect is when you look at a lot of wellness creators wellness is a luxury like socioeconomically it is a luxury like we do not live in a society that it can't always be your priority your your way of providing for your children may put you in a state that is so 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 mentally damaging because that's your only option right now um and so i think a lot of times when we see some providers or um, wellness creators online they're speaking from a state of what is it the the hierarchy of needs mablov's map i can never say it myself hierarchy of needs their survival needs are met. All these other needs are met where they can get in those higher, more niche needs of like, oh my goodness, go for your walk, clean the sheets, blah, blah, blah. Whereas somebody else may be going, okay, I have this many kids. I work this job. We can afford this. We can do our laundry this many times. We do not live in a walkable area that's safe. What can I do within that? Um, And so I think that's why sometimes it's not always talked about by big creators is one, we don't want to hear it because we use creators to escape. And we want to use them to discover our ideal life. And, and two, it's just not the demographic they're speaking to, that they're selling to. So it's it's maybe not that they're not aware of it. Like maybe certain dietitians or therapists are highly aware of it, but that's not the demographic they work with, right? I think it's a number of things. But I do think a lot of at least practitioners, maybe not um, all wellness creators, are getting a lot better about incorporating all parts of health into the conversation very, very, very slowly Um, I think we've at least aligned mental and physical. Um, I don't think we've gotten as far as to commonly talk about the financial or social, et cetera. But I I think hopefully with our generation, we're on the way there, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can definitely see physical and mental health. I think those are definitely becoming more talked about in this space. And it's really interesting your point on creators. I, I don't think I ever thought about it in that sense or way before, that really the creators that you see that talk about health and wellness and having a healthy lifestyle are really, they're really fortunate to be able to talk about that kind of stuff. There's one that comes to my mind and I love watching her content. Um, and she posts a lot about food and like having a healthy gut. A lot of the stuff she puts in her food, I mean, it's like pricey stuff, like 
like moss and I don't know what else. It's like these really weird things that like you would probably have to find like a very specialty store in order to buy it from. Right. And it's like, we can go to the further side of the conversation of food stamps and food deserts, or we could just go to the mid range conversation of a lot of people still work salary jobs and like even middle class. And you, you want to be able to go to the movies every now and then, or make sure you can pay your car payment. You don't have the money to be spending on $60 supplements, you know, five different ones twice a month. Like that's just not realistic or even like working a nine to five, you can't go to the fancy Pilates studios downtown if you have a dog to take care of or if you have certain chronic illness needs that deplete your health or mental health needs that you've fully exerted yourself being in the fluorescent lighting all day and now you're overstimulated, you need to go home to regulate yourself. So I do think there's a huge conversation around privilege with, like you're saying, like the fancy sea moss and like we need to drink chlorophyll drops eight times a day and stuff like that. It's a very, very idealized lifestyle. And I think escapism for a lot of people more than it is um, something to align yourself with. Question for you then is if we are inundated with wellness creators that have more unrealistic escapism type content that you watch it because this is your ideal lifestyle that you're trying to do or a product or whatnot, what would you say to somebody who has maybe never thought about it in that way before that they're being sold to in a sense. I guess the two things I would say, because they kind of go hand in hand, it's hard to narrow down just one thing, would be always start with foundation before we add on these things. So it's kind of the way I describe it as like building a house. You need support beams, you need everything like that, the foundation to be in order. Of course, we want walls we can't see through. We want insulation to keep warm. So we need to have those basics before we start hanging art up on the walls and wondering why it's not staying up or why we start taking all these supplements and wondering why we're still not healthy. You could have a good foundation and take every supplement in the world and still have a chronic illness or still have chronic pain or still be depressed, which I do think is an important conversation of this isn't it. Do this, do this, do this. There is a right way. There is a wrong way. Um, there is definitely a disordered way to live um, when it comes to relationship with food, maybe. Um, but your individual health and your individual foundation will look a little bit different and it still may never give you a perfect picture of health that you want. It may look different for you, which I do think is an important note to make when we talk about a foundation and doing the first steps and the second steps of those additional things like buying the hemp seeds or trying out the yoga, whatever it is, right? And the second thing I would say is whenever we watch videos that are like this and maybe can't stop watching what I eat in the days or my wellness routines or our feed is filled filled with that. Um, I think working honestly with a care team, if you can, if, it, if you notice it becomes incredibly disruptive to your life, would be a great idea. And ask your question, why? Um, why is this important to me? Why do I think I need to do these things? Is it okay, I want to learn a bit more. I didn't grow up in a health conscious family and I want to know a little bit more about micronutrients and how to take care of my body cool. Whatever your why is, if it's, I want to know everything I can, I can't look away. If I do this, I'll be loved. If I do this, that guy will take me back. If I do this, I'll be the fit friend. If I Mm -hmm. do this, then I have control over something in my life because I don't have control over my job or school. And maybe if I get this right, everything else will fall in order. So I feel like starting with the foundation, which kind of correlates with your why, what will be the downstream effects? Okay. Are we rabbit holing with this? If we don't buy the supplement, then X, Y, Z, then that's an important spiral to recognize that um, it's okay to want to be healthy and it's okay to want to take care of your body and your life in every sense. And that will look so different for everyone. What's not okay is limiting your life for the sake of it. 
the purpose of health and the purpose of healthy eating, the purpose of wellness practices in their in their purest form is to return you to your life and not keep you from it. So we do not need to find another way to keep you from living, right? We need to find a way to get you back on the soccer field or even just able to pick up your kid a little bit healthier or able to make it through certain conversations without going into as much of an anxiety spiral. Whatever your personal health goal is for you, it should always be about returning you to your left, best life and not finding a new way to keep you back from it. That's a little bit more of a tangent from the what I would say to them, but that in part, I feel like it's super important to recognize of the intention, the foundation and the why with overall actions as well as smaller ones, right? Yeah, definitely. It sounds like almost like a part one and a part two. So part one, just recapping for people in case maybe they missed it. Um, Part one would be making sure that you have a foundation, that your foundation is solid and you, you can put, you know, hang the art on the walls and it's going to stay and not crumble down. So strong foundation. And then once you have that strong foundation, learning your why, why is this important to me? Critical thinking. If I do this, why do I want to do this? Because it's going to, you know, make me feel better about myself, my confidence. Is it going to better help the way that I'm able to parent my my family or be a better spouse or whatever that why may be? 100%. And whenever we're talking about a foundation, it's things as simple as like having boundaries with friends or having your sleep schedule in check before we go, oh my gosh, this influencer said, because my gut is feeling this way, I have to buy a parasite cleanse. And that's obviously what it is, not realizing we're you know, working a job that's burning us out. We have friends that are very unhealthy for us and not sleeping well, right? It's like, well, oh no. You know, it's just kind of going to the extreme when it's like, gotta replace the engine of the car. Whenever it's like, no, did you make sure you like put gas in it and change the oil first? Like, let's start there. Like, why do we think we need to change the engine? Okay, let's investigate a little bit. We might come to a new solution here. Um, kind of that conversation with the foundation. Um, And I feel like it's also important to mention that a lot of influencers, like I said, they either have that foundation by having a specific um, family that is super, super supportive that some people may not have, having an emotionally healthy home, having a financially healthy home. There's lots of reasons that they might even be aware They, they didn't have to set up the foundation, right? They're able to build upon it. Those are things maybe innate for them. I don't think it's often intentional that creators are putting out that content that can be a little bit harmful. And sometimes it's just someone really excited about their new smoothie and wanting to share it with the world or going through their own stuff and they have their own pain that they're going through. Um, and this is this is what it looks like. And sadly for them and their audience, sometimes it's in public and with recommendations. So um, I think that's another important note to uh, kind of talk about with foundation when watching influencers is sometimes they didn't have to set it up for themselves or sometimes they don't have one and they look like they do and they're hanging art on very, very, very damaged walls. Yeah, that's that's actually a really, really awesome point that, you know, just a reminder that social media is fake, that not everything you see is 100% real. And I love the point that you make that not everybody had a foundation that was built for them. There's so many people out there that just don't have the resources to learn these things growing up. And then they become an adult and realize, oh man, like I don't know how to clean properly. Like for me myself, like I would say learning how to eat is something that I had to teach myself post-college, really. I think in college I would eat like pre-packaged foods and microwavable meals. And then as I've gotten older, 
I've learned, you know, you have a protein, you have your vegetables, and then you have, I normally I do like a little salad that's like spinach. Um, and that's just something I didn't know. I had no idea it was that easy to have a balanced meal. <laughs> I was like, yeah. to have a balanced meal, I need to go to a restaurant. Like that was my, my thought process on that before I realized it's actually really easy. Where it's like some people even need to remember to eat. Um, sometimes you can forget to eat lunch. So you have to practice mechanical eating where you go, I am not super hungry. I do not feel violently ill at, at the idea of eating something. Maybe it's a good idea. Let me check in with my body and see if I need to eat. And once again, I am not saying mechanical eating is for everyone. I'm not a practitioner. Talk to your dietitian about that, your nutritionist, your care team, your therapist, everyone that you need to check in with. But like you said, yeah, like some people need to learn whatever that looks like for you. It's really important to to be able to just say, it's okay if you don't know it. It's okay if you don't even realize you don't know it. And right now you're thinking to yourself, man, like, I don't know how to do that. And being able to to start from scratch. And I think that is where the internet comes in handy because you can easily search things up. You can Google things now. You can find a creator that does talk about things that you really like. But it also does bring me back to the point that you made earlier that people don't necessarily want to watch realistic content. You know, I think it's it's important that platforms like TikTok allow people to create more realistic content so people can be discovered easily. I think that that's really important. And, and I hope that that continues to be. I think we're starting to see that a little bit more. Yeah, a lot more relatable. Like I love watching uh, Cody Ko's training videos. He did an Ironman recently. So he, and he's posting his training content. And it's him just being like, I'm hungover as shit. Like I'm not, I don't know if I can guess. Um, I'm yeah, you hungover. can. You can believe it. Okay, I'm not training today. Or I pulled my back. So I'm really upset. And I'm sitting on the couch talking about how I messed up my back. I'm showing you guys that I'm giving myself a rest day. And I'm angry about it and you're gonna watch me hang out with my cats while I'm upset like I like content like that where I'm still learning something and you know I might learn some training tips but in a more not that I'm ever gonna do an Ironman by the way that's not me saying I can't <laughs> it's me saying I have no bone in my body whatever wants to do that no desire so I agree I'm glad we're transitioning that way a little bit yeah so like showing the whole spectrum you're st- I feel like you're still we're still always gonna have those idealized videos mm-hmm. but having the other into too is really nice and I think even bigger brands are catching up on the relatability like we know like as a society one that brands co-op things a lot whether it be greenwashing which is up your alley that they're gonna take any type of environmentally sound word and anything that was pure take it SEO geniuses are gonna run with it burn it to the ground until you have to come up with a new term we see the same thing in the wellness space like um beach body rebranding itself recently it's no longer like oh my gosh lose weight fast they're using terms like listen to your body, intuitive eating, things like Noom that are saying, hey, we're all about intuitive eating, but they still give you calorie count recommendations and meal plans and stuff like that. So that's why I think that why and kind of listening to what feels right to you will be the most helpful thing because you'll be able to hear that kind of rhetoric and know, does it align with me returning to my life and me being present in the moments as long as it's safe for me to be present in my body? And spectrum is an interesting term when looking at health and looking at like Cody Co, right? Like someone like that that I'm talking about, him running an Ironman will be something that I have no interest in doing, but one, it would be an insane goal for me right now in my life. Um, me having a chronic illness and stuff like that, not to say without, with a chronic illness, you cannot, but I am aware that there, my spectrum of health looks a little different, not only for someone else, 
but it is a spectrum for me. And so I guess when I say spectrum for me is like my peak physical fitness may be the fact that I can go on a hike, right? And I'm not passing out or anything like that. And a bad health day for me may be not able to move my hands very much. Every single curtain is drawn because of my migraines. For somebody else, that may be not a great day to not be able to move your hands. Maybe like, I should probably go to the hospital because that's not within their spectrum of what they consider normal. I think it's almost like a range in the quality of life that is a little bit different for everyone. So for me, my quality of life is always going to look a little different than somebody that isn't battling these things. It may not look like this every day. So I'm going to celebrate it while I'm here. And when I'm not, I'm going to allow myself to mourn. I'm going to allow myself to listen to my body and like feel all those things, you know? It makes sense. I think think that's important. It's um, being flexible with who you are, what you know about yourself, and whether or not you can give 110% this day or today, tomorrow, or if you're a little bit lower and you can really only give 40%. I think that's really important to know because I think, at least for me, I there's a lot about this hustle culture. Every single day needs to be 110%. And if it's not, then you are completely unproductive. And that's really hard on days where I don't feel like I responded to every email in my inbox. And then I start calling myself mean things. I say, oh, like I'm being really lazy. Wasn't able to go to the gym today. So I'm feeling like my body, I'm not strong. But being able to realize like not every day has to be 110% in order for you to to still make progress. Yeah, 100%. And like that hustle culture is a result of like one, this just social media just puts a magnifying glass up to what's already there, right? I think that's, why some people hate it is because they don't want to know. They don't want to know what's wrong. They don't want to see anything that's negative or anything like that. I think it's the same thing with hustle culture because larger companies are founded the same way. You are an efficient worker. The way you get you know, celebrated for that is more work because you can complete it in a shorter time than other people. Not all of us are like, I need to be Elon Musk. <laughs> And social media just adds to that times 10, like you were saying, just seeing everyone that's like, I bought this house with the time I was 20 with everything I made on TikTok. Here's how I did. And you're just like, I had to choose between buying like ketchup and sauce the other day because it's not going well over here. That's something that I learned um, when I worked in corporate is that I feel like people just kind of expect you to put every emotion that you have at the door and you pretend like you are the most best version of yourself every single day. And I always found that really hard because first of all, my brain does not work where I can work eight to nine hours in a row every single day for Monday through Friday. Like I can't do that. That's not in a way that is healthy for my brain and the way that I work. The expectation has become that you need to do that and you need to work 40 to 60 hours every single week in order to get anywhere in life. And I really hate that. Okay, so we've talked a lot about health as far as like eating habits, exercise, physical, and we've talked um, a little bit about work, but you mentioned having a healthy social life. And I find that really interesting. Again, not something that I feel like a lot of people talk about. So I'd love to kind of pivot on your thoughts on a healthy social life. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think a healthy healthy social life is again, one of those things that will look a little different. Everything's going to look different for each person, but I think it's really undervalued in the conversation of health. Because if you go back and you look at like history of humans, biologically, every, every single thing we do is to survive like most things. Like now we know art and we know joy and stuff like that. But a lot of our processes um, are just simply survival and part a community is a part of survival. Whether it be you need people hunting and gathering, some people starting the fire, some people being protectors or to raise a child. Like why would it be any different now? Obviously we're not running from bears 24-7 anymore. We don't need 
all that jazz. We don't have that same threat, but we do have different threats. And the world has only gotten more complicated. It's only gotten more loud, and yet it's gotten more lonely. A lot of people forget you need people for things as simple as helping you move and you being that friend that's like, I'll buy you a pizza if you help me move or someone to call whenever your pet's sick and you're scared and you're alone. Someone to call in a breakup, someone to call when you have bad news about your kids, someone to go to a movie and laugh with after a bad day at work to simply decompress and to feel safe and to feel known and to feel loved. It meets so many of our different needs as humans and in that hierarchy of needs. And I know that hierarchy of needs is like not always accepted by everyone. Some people think it looks a little different, whatever. All of those things play into our health. And um, I don't know all the intricate research on other social determinants of health, like the, the I guess, the long-term effects. I do know generally we live longer lives. We lead happier lives when we have healthy relationships. Um, and that's a very important emphasis is not all companies, good company. Um, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means they may not be great for you. Just because they're not good for you doesn't mean they're not a good person. Same thing applies to friends. It's not a good mix for you, which is important to emphasize with social health. Yeah, we lead happier lives, fuller lives, longer lives, and we have people around us, whether it be three good friends, a huge family that we're obsessed with, or um, just a big group of people and people at work we love or that neighbor that you love to check in on, which you kind of forget about which is really lame. People are cool. Some of them suck, but people are cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Being able to have people that you can lean on, being able to have that kind of network or that, that web of people. A family member of mine owns a company called I Care that is um, a clinic that does different psychological treatments. They use a thing that tracks people's well-being weekly through the app. So even if they're not seeing the psychiatrist twice a week or whatever, they get notifications of, hey, how are you doing and stuff like that. They saw just from getting those notifications of being checked in on, the people drastically improved in their health. They did not change their medicines. They did not change anything else in their lifestyle. Just being asked, are you okay? And genuinely asked and checked in on changed their their treatment outcome. That that alone is something that, that just blows my brain to think about that I feel like we all do the like, how are you doing? I'm good. And really, you just like got done screaming for two hours into your pillow. Yeah, I feel like we all are like, oh my gosh, it's a burden to like need things from people or ask things for people or to genuinely say how I'm doing. But that actually makes a huge difference in how your week goes. Crazy thought. It's important to be cared about. Who would have thunk? So take this as your sign to reach out to a friend, ask them how they're doing. And yeah. when they say I'm good, be like, no, no, no. How are you really doing? Yeah. Like, are you, are you sure? Like, I saw that meme you posted on Twitter. I don't think you're okay. There was subtext, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a subtweet, my girl. Like, put the phone down. If we were the sum of one of our actions, we would be so screwed. Like, we, all it would take would be us saying something rude to one person once and we're labeled as a bad person. And thank God that's not the reality, right? All it would take would you be going on a run once and you'd be like, am I Usain Bolt? Which is, like, not true. <laughs> You know, like that's just unrealistic. <laughs> and it's it's funny to me because when we look at that flexibility, we're okay with giving it whenever it's like, yeah, I'm flexible. I'm only going to the gym for the 30 minutes. We're so okay with it being in the one sense, but not the other. Like take a second to be kind to yourself, which I feel like is super lame to say. You know, I feel like we hear that all the time. Like or even like your 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 sweatshirt. It's like, it's a cool, a cool saying, but to actually like live it is like, guess you know like I'm annoyed at myself for saying it but like I'm right <laughs> like I should be nice to <laughs> myself yeah yeah I don't know why it's it's so hard to be nice to yourself I just feel like it's so easy like you you are your own worst critic 
And I don't know why it's so hard to celebrate yourself sometimes, but sometimes you got to be your own person. You got to be in the corner of the room cheering yourself on. Like yeah. if you don't do it, nobody else is, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like sometimes it's all you have. If you've never believed in yourself, like it's important to finally get to that point. So you can be like, yeah, I am cool. And then you'll stop questioning every person on a date that says you're cool. You'll stop questioning your friends when they say it. You'll stop overthinking at work. Maybe not completely, but yeah, it's important to have that. Like just celebrate yourself a little bit. And we have moved on to the good climate news section. This article I found really interesting. So pumped to share with everybody. I think I say that every episode, but I'm always excited. What can I say? A new satellite has been funded by a nonprofit. Surprise, surprise. The satellite is going to pinpoint where emissions and methane are coming from on the globe. Methane is a gas that plays a really big role in global warming. This is going to be really cool to have a detailed view of our carbon cycle, how it works, where methane is the most potent, and we can pinpoint that so that way we can focus on minimizing it in those certain areas. The article is a really cool article to read. It's got cool features, um, so I will link that in the show notes if you want to check it out. Thank you, Jackie, for coming. I feel like we talked a lot about a lot of really cool things from kind of foundations of what health is to you and making sure your foundation is good to asking yourself why to talking about what does it mean to be on a spectrum of health and being flexible with yourself and not every day is going to be the same. Really special. Thanks for having me. So you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Mind Body Planet Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at Crystal and Geyer. I will link all of those in the show notes. Jackie, do you want to plug anything? Here's your space to do so. Ooh, spicy. Mm, all of my socials are in private, so not there, but I would recommend following the podcast, following all of Crystal's stuff, checking out our favorite things because they're favorites for a reason. And then if you're interested in learning more about a little bit more balanced health, um, a great account is Mallory Page RD on Instagram. I love her. Um, and Kind Works Counseling is all about holistic health. You can check them out. Um, those are two great examples that I have a little bit more about um, what we talked about today. Awesome. Great. I will link those in the show notes as well for anybody interested. As always, we're here every Monday, 7 a.m. Central Time. See you next week. <laughs>